Welcome to the Paperless Movement Podcast. I'm Tom Solid, your host, and I'm so excited to share another thrilling episode with you, where I deep dive into the digital productivity space together with my guests. As usual, this episode is not sponsored. However, providing you this value for free is only possible thanks to all of you who are part of the Paperless Movement membership. You allow me to stay independent with my opinion. But also as a member, you can join these interviews live when they are recorded for a chance to ask your own questions and you will even get access to chapterized video versions of this and previous episodes. So if you'd like to become a member eager to max out the full potential of your digital productivity system, check out paperlessmovement.com. And now, without further ado, let's dive into this chat. Hello everyone and welcome back to another live session here, this time with the co-founder of Missive, Philippe Le Ou. Exactly. I hope this was pronounced properly. Oh, Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really excited about this one, as I usually am, about all my guests that I have here. But Missive is actually a very interesting story. Leila Pompa, one of our partner experts inside the Paris Movement membership as well, she's the ClickUp expert, and she recently published a video showing that she's using Missive as her support email program and also automations in there, along with ClickUp. And I was using Intercom for a long time for my support and active campaign for CRM. So then I checked Missive. I checked out Missive already a year ago, but I didn't get it. <laughs> and I'm testing a lot of tools, but I, I don't know what it was. I didn't get it. The second time I checked it, it instantly clicked. So yeah. And now here we are. I switched from Intercom to Missive. I reached out to them. Very responsive. Thank you very much. Answered all the questions. And now I'm a Missive user. And I'm even more excited that we have the co-founder now in the interview and talk more about where Missive comes from, why it was published, and why I never heard about this before. <laughs> Although <laughs> well, you're already existing for so long. So Phil, yeah. welcome to the show. Maybe you give you a short introduction of yourself. Yeah, well, thanks, Tom. Yeah, so I think we uh, we talked for the first time three weeks ago, and it was just after Layla's first video where she showcased Missive to to our uh, our followers. So yeah, I'm Philip. I'm I'm technically a business major at the university, but I really hated it, and I'm actually I think it's autodidact we say in English but I learned coding by myself since I'm a teenage teenager I stopped doing website while I was 14 years old was already making some money at 15 you know discover you could put ads and click on your own ads until like <laughs> they found out that I clicked on my own ads but that that got the entrepreneurship spirit All the right. spark that I need and I always grew project to project to project until I had like what we can now call a real product, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I had many ventures before that we could talk in, and, and talked about. And it's also interesting because every single venture kind of led to Missive and what it is now. So yeah, yeah. so that's your final destination then? <laughs> Maybe. Well, I think yeah, we've been working on it for seven years now. So it's it's quite solid uh, project and we're still fully motivated. And motivation has never really been an issue with that project as opposed to other before. We, we like to toy with technology and kind of live chat plus email clients kind of you use all the, you have all the checkbox about all exciting technology. So as a programmer and coders, it's it's a never ending list of interesting challenges. Yeah, that's true. And I was really well impressed how well built everything is and how solid it feels 
to use it. And honestly, I never heard of Missive before. I heard it from Layla the first time and then the second time. But other than that, it didn't appear. So it seems you're not pushing as hard as ClickUp does, right? With the yeah. hyper growth mode for the listeners. Missive is best to be compared from my perspective with Intercom, maybe. Or I don't know what else. Close uh, is another one with a C. Yeah, yeah so close to, like when one really, you know, front app is a competitor. There's, mm. you know, kind of more modern take on the help desk, like not really Zendesk, but, you know, they all kind of start to figure out people ate at help desk and they want to move to something that looks more like an email client. Like they all call it like their inbox 2.0 project, right? They all want yeah. to kind of change their UI to something more again, submissive, like it feels more like your own email app. But yeah, it's like, we, it's like Help Scout and Spark Help Scout. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> they all they all have that, those projects. But in our case, it really start as an email client first and foremost. And I think that's why we get some of the details really right. And there's a lot of tiny, tiny details with, with email that if you try to bring email in an help desk, it's, you'll never really get it right, right? But if you go the other way around, you know, the first three years of development was just mainly like try to satisfy just the email part. Like, can people use it and be like, oh, it's better than Gmail, it's better than Outlook or Mail app, right? And just to get there is really hard. And the first three years was just that, like pretty much no innovation on the, in the other part of the app. It was just like, okay, can we sync email really fast? The shortcuts uh, when you reply, multiple aliases, there's so many details that, that we, we have right, I think, in Missive right now yeah and we need to we need to double down on this now and explain even more because i'm sure a lot of people listening to this or watching this still don't have no clue what missive actually is yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned email you maybe heyday yeah. and, and exactly, other yeah. email clients and Let then we tell you what it is like help scouts so it is a combination between an email client where you can integrate different emails so like a Spark, for example, on Apple uh, is very common that you can use to get in several email accounts into one place. So that's already a good thing. But Missive is much more focused also on team um, mm. management or actually delegating emails to team members. And then you extended it even further where you can on the email discuss about the email yeah. and, you know, without the sender seeing it. And then, you know, people respond. So it's it's hard. So you can have tasks, you have challenge. It's, it's, I think, best to be compared actually with Spark. They also have a team feature but yep. it is it is much more fully fledged <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah. So if i had you to, give it a try <laughs> yeah if i had to quickly summarize what missive is you know i could could use a cheesy phrase like if gmail and slack add a child it, it would be missive right so slack is internal chat it's, it's about team collaboration gmail is about email it's really good application well if both add a child it would be like email chat plus team collaboration so that'll be it. So yeah, you said it. So it's both the external communication. So for most people, emails, but you can also bring SMS, live chat, Instagram or whatnot. You can bring any types of those message channels in Missive. And then you have the internal communication and both are intermixed, right? So you can have internal communication about your external communication. And with just that, well, you already figure out the most of the important part of doing it, for instance, customer support, right? It's about 
fixing customer problems and usually it involves internal communication as well. So in Missive, it's all happening in the same thread. We call a thread, an email thread, a conversation. And in that conversation, you both have your emails from your email thread with the customer and then the internal conversation. And then plus, you know, many features like the ability to assign or to create tasks or to automate your workflow with advanced rules, things like that. And it's yeah. all baked in. And and just to go back to your first question or reasoning, why haven't you heard about it? We're a really tiny company. So we are right now we're four employees, but like the fort hasn't even started. It starts next next week. So we're just three people, three co-founders, and we're mostly developers. And in our spirit and philosophy, it was always like if we get the product right, you know, things will grow by itself. It did to an extent because we are profitable and quite big actually. So we we, we reached two million dollars in, in recurring revenue per year. But we have not stepped up our marketing game yet. And it's kind of my job now as the CEO to, to move yeah. from the product development, coding to mostly marketing, getting people to know about it. And that's why I'm here. <laughs> but this is the right spirit. You know, I mean, the paperless movement is a non-sponsored business. So this is not, you know, that we, that you paid me anything that we in this interview, you'd brought up a great product. I use it myself. I'm really convinced that it's it's a great product. So it was natural to reach out. And we also verified Missive already as a verified partner. So Missive is inside the Fabulous Movement ecosystem. So this is really the right approach. It, I saw so many tools where you see all this fancy marketing around and then you go in there and then you just have another notion or you just have another copy of something else. And there's not much brain that went into this. In Missive, you see that you really thought about where to place stuff and that the customer feedback went into this. And I saw it myself, you know, how long do I use it now? Maybe a month. Yep. And yep. within this month, you published two releases and updates. Both of them included my requests. So this was this was awesome. So yeah, you're very quick and I hope you can keep this up the pace. Yeah, the more people you have, the more the more customers you have, the more requests you will get. And this will make things not easier to implement. So how do you how will you challenge uh, how will you tackle this when, when right. you know, um, uh, growth is there? It's a good question. And as a small team, there's no really framework, I guess, like in any other bigger businesses. In our case, and we had a live call and you showed me your screen. Remember, you showed me how you use Missive. And usually when I have conversation with, with customer where they show their screen and they show me their pain, it's like, it's a spark in my mind. I was like, I need to fix that. Or it's so dumb how we did it before. Or, and I like seeing Missive because in my case, my Missive is clean. I know how to use everything. It's really, you know, people don't know how to do that first day. So their Missive is messy. And, and I always like to see my customer Missive installations because it helped me understand that it's complex. There's many features to understand. And when I have those conversations, like I did with you, usually I get after those calls, I have a reflection and I see things that we should improve that are usually pretty easy win and that yeah. are not, aren't taking, you know, 10 days to develop or a month. It's just like one hour just to fix that small thing. Those usually get out quite quickly. And as for the bigger things, I mean, you know, some of our customer, if they listen to that conversation, they'll be like, hey, I suggest like something 10 times in the last five years. <laughs> and it was like, that's also true. Obviously, we cannot do everything. And how we prioritize is often about how many people will in impact in Missive and will it make the product more complex 
are simpler. And sometimes it's good to make the product more complex because it, it, it allows it to do more things. Sometimes it's bad. So it's always an intermix of all of those plus how long it takes to do, right? So if it takes six months and it brings that much value, we're probably gonna delay that. Or if the technology involved behind a, a new feature is, is too complex or involved too many things that we need to change, well, that's probably gonna be longer before we do it. But yeah, it's it's just a, like the three of us chatting around the three co-founders, like what sh should we do next? And usually when I had live calls in the last two weeks that helped prioritize, that, that's why you had two win in three weeks. That's good, <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm used to sending Loom recordings to support teams as well. I think that's most helpful. Sharing the screen, explaining what the issue really is for you guys out there. If you really want to get a, the correct answer, that's the best way, I would say, to send it. I appreciate as well if people send me a Loom recording. Yeah. Some problems And we do have have. a lot of customers that are, because our customers, they, they search this space for a really long time before finding us because we're hard to find. Yeah. You know, we don't spend millions in yeah. Google ads. It, it or, seems like that you don't want to be found. So that's a secret well, it's, thing. It's, it's a just, just harder. Just the, the really might come in there. It's on. harder when okay. you don't spend billions in ads, but like our competitors. But I would say like they all know the space. They all know the competing apps and they all mostly all try them all. So they have a really profound idea of what they want and they're not satisfied. So when they find Missive and they find we're responsive, usually it's it's a flood of requests or emails. Like if we can onboard one person and it's like 20 emails in two weeks and that's okay because then it's zero email for five years, right? So yeah. it's good to have a lot of feedback and exchange at first in our relationship because we can teach them how to use it, teach them why something is not like they want or even take the feedback and implement it. But yeah, most of our users are advanced and they, they've tried them all. If you go on our website, it, like we have a slash reviews page and it's mostly like, if I had to resume the feedback, it would be, I've tried them all. And then I find missive, thanks so much, right? So it's yeah. not like our user don't know about the competition and we just don't want to tell about their competition because they, they all know about the competition, so. Yeah, as I said, I mean, I'm coming from an overkill tool there with Intercom and it was just too much. And the features that I need it, talking about intercom the pricing model is strange right so you have a small tier and as soon you want more then you need to book five slots five users and then you're already 10x to pay more than than you paid before and missive is really a low entrance there and i have already a question from toran in the chat so guys always ask questions in the chat can individuals use it or is it mostly for teams Good questions. So yeah. you can definitely use it as a user. And we have a lot of those. Our first users actually were solo users because it's it's easier to find someone that is alone, willing to use a product and try and experiment than a team. Because when you move a whole team, you, you know, everyone needs to embrace it and it's more complex. So we had a, a lot of early adopters and it was always important for us to be able to please them. So if solo yeah. users use Missive and still find it's the best email client for the use case, it means we did it right, right? Because we compete with all the other email clients and we have a lot of those users. Although it'll come with a KV, right? Is that, the, yes, it's less expensive than the competition, but it's still price with team in mind. So if you mostly get the value of 
it's a nice user interface that you could maybe get in another cheaper email client. That's why you need to understand why it's priced mostly for teams because they get more value because they have the internal yeah. chat and the everything, all right? So we have a yeah. lot of solo users and usually they don't mind paying because they're really in love with Missive. So that's the caveat, right? So yes, you, you can definitely use it. It's just probably going to be a bit expen more expensive, but it's still less expensive than Superhuman. So it's like half Yeah, price, I wouldn't so. say, you know, <laughs> Usually I don't talk about price on payments movement. It's all about the return of investment. Yeah, just By the rule. Just the rule engine <laughs> in Missive is, is so powerful. Even a solo user could take advantage of it, right? You can yeah. do comments uh, with comments and automate stuff and things like that. So there's a lot you could do even if you're a solo. So. Yeah, you just mentioned the automation. So I could save time. And if I use the, my hourly rate, right, and what else I could do in the time that I save by using a tool, this is how I calculate if it is worth the price or not paying for a tool. And Missive is certainly worth it. And I just want to add something there as well in, in answer to, to Torrent there. Especially if you're starting out, if you're launching your business, if you're an entrepreneur, freelancer, Missive would work very well as well. So in my case, for example, I only have one team member in Missive with me. And inside Missive, you can create different virtual teams if if we call it this way, or team inboxes where you can forward different emails. So in these team inboxes, a combination of different members can see these emails. So let's say I have a collaboration inbox in, in Paperless Movement. We have a collaboration inbox, we have a finance inbox, we have a customer support inbox, and we have several more. But I only have one inbox, the collaboration inbox, where my team member is in there. The others, it's just me. So it's all about forwarding and organizing these emails and finding them later and keeping track of the snooze and, and all these other functions that I have there, but also pretending that there's already a team working on this. So right now I'm managing all these emails, but I already have in mind that there might be an accountant you taking over the finance inbox later on and all this. And this is how we set up ClickUp and other tools as well, that we all already have the team in mind and then we are ready whenever the team comes in. So you, you're right, you know, it's harder when you have a team and you're running on tools already, then switching systems, that makes it really hard. So it's even good to start as an individual with Smith, I would say. Good. All right. So Torren, good to know, Ta, to follow up any, oh, okay, there's another question. Uh, to follow up, any plans to develop a desktop version for Linux? That's a good question. <laughs> is it really a good question <laughs> or is it an annoying question? Because It's Linux not so annoying because the reality is that Missive, and the reason we can compete with competitors that have hundreds of millions of venture capital is that we took really audacious choice about our technology stack. If you look at the mobile application, and we were featured by the App Store after two years, so and you wouldn't know. And when you're featured by Apple, it kind of tells everyone like, like this proof is sealed. But Missive technically is just HTML and JavaScript, right? Uh -huh. And it's bundled everywhere. But we did so in a really optimized way, and you know, taking every single detail, so it doesn't feel like that. And so, it is really, but, I have to interrupt you there. The app is really amazing. I have yeah. to confirm this. You can use all the features that you have on a desktop app as well, but also in a nice UI layout. So yeah, congrats on this. When, when you see so to that. answer the question, at the moment, there's not, and it's not even that so much of the, you know, the ability like to transcribe in another language because it's just HTML and JavaScript. It's mainly because we're just three developers 
and none use Linux. And adding mm. one more pipeline, and we don't use Windows, but it's such a big part of our customer base that we do have to keep Windows a computer around. And 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 obviously for someone using Linux, it's, they will reply, well, just like boot with Linux. As, as three developers, we manage our time and that small niche at our scale and with the team size doesn't make sense. Yeah. But as soon as we grow the team, there's probably going to be Linux developers. And as soon as our customer base grows, there's more interest. It will definitely make sense. And because it's the same HTML and JavaScript, it's not just so much of a big leap. So yeah. what I could end on saying like, it's possible we do at some point, but right now, because of our team size and, and the tools we use, it's, we, we don't plan to do it short term. It makes total sense and there's no reason to stretch yourself thin if this is your customer base right now. We had another interview with AccuFlow and they focused on Google and they know they have a big chunk that could come in with Outlook as well. But they said they want to get this one thing right and make this working and then they still can grow because... As we mentioned before, as soon as you open up Linux, you, as you mentioned it already, you need to test it on a Linux computer as well. You may need to ensure that it looks the same as on the others. And then you get support requests on these as well. So exactly. you're just adding more to your stack. So having and a it's own the same with language. developer for this who is dedicated makes total sense. And it's the same with languages. You know, my name is Philip. I speak French. That's my first language and my application is in English, right? So a lot of people yeah. are annoyed. I don't really promote it around in my city or whatnot because it's just in English. But we focus on the, the bigger market, obviously. And at some point, it will make sense, make sense to scale in different language. And obviously, French will be one because we can easily do it. We all speak French at the office. But the support involved in having each of those languages doesn't seem so big for, I would say, non-developers, but anyone that actually manage a cloud base know that it's like the more language and the more platforms, well, the time yeah. is exponential and then you're, you, you become too stale and you can't ship new features. You can't be responsive to user feedback. And if you're stale and the product is not perfect, and then, well, you never make it to, to the big league. So that, that would be the reason. It's just not Linux and it's just in English and not in French or Spanish or, or German. I think you're German. Yeah, that, yeah well, that, that's, that's right. That's why the paperless movement is in English. And, you know, people have to live with my accent. So, <laughs> well, uh, but I reach more people, right? It's only 8% Germans in the, in the community. The rest is all English speakers and native speakers. So it can't be that bad. But I'm reaching all these people. And we contacted each other as well with Missif, right? This is, there would be no point reaching out to you if I'm focused on Germany, if the tool is only in English. Mm -hmm. Also, I would say most businesses should be used to English nowadays. This is just how the world runs. I mean, at least the Western world. All right, Phil, tell us a bit more about what we can expect in the next, let's say, half year. The next right. six months. So you're talking about a roadmap, I guess. So I don't know. You can interpret however you like it. <laughs> Maybe you're so, buying a new car or a new house. No, no, no. I'm not <laughs> quite conservative with my money, but <laughs> All right. I would say uh, so. The roadmap with Missive is, like I said previously, it's organic, right? It's based on feedback, and it always changes. And sometimes the priorities change. But the big project we're working right now is to ship analytics. And that goes kind of in the more business enterprise square of the roadmap, right? And that's mm -hmm. where we never really invest in, but analytics now is 
request by so many of our customers that I think it makes sense that we ship it. And so it will allow you to have data around how you use the app, how your team use the app, you know, how people are responsive or metrics about, you know, number of email and employees reply to time, time to reply. So this yeah. is mostly for bigger teams, obviously. Now we always keep a good chunk of the roadmap to improve the UI, the details, you know, for instance, the shortcuts, the ability to do process in a faster way, right? Sometimes people approach us, Hey, I use this app. It used to take two clicks to do something and miss if it takes five. They're like, oh, okay. So like that's a small features, but we're going to ship it because it's a quick improvement and it makes sense. So there's a lot of that roadmap that is still organic and that's going to just change based on our conversation with customers. And it's just like daily small improvements of the application and that's a big part and then the, the second plan thing apart from analytics i'd say say improve the task management emissive so emissive technically any conversation can be assigned so a conversation can be a task right so if you have a customer question the task is to reply to that customer questions all right so you can assign that conversation but in missive in those conversations you can create support task right when i say support i mean you can create individual tasks in a conversation. So for instance, if a customer needs a contract to export to a PDF and needs to be signed by the CEO, you could extract those little tasks in the conversation and assign them to different people. And it's really good. And it, it makes sense for a lot of the use case in Missive, but they're quite, let's call them dump. I mean, there's not like as powerful, there's no many, so, so many features as you would find in Todoist or ClickUp or any of those task-based application. In our case, Yes, it's good that they are simple, but we just want to improve them a bit, you know, add some of the missing keys. So a lot of our customer can even ditch those to do or applications and not that those are not good, but we have a lot of customers that are so invested in missive that they like, I already use your tasks, like make them just 5% better. And now it's perfect for my use case. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's not for the crazy project management use. Like if you're building a bridge, like keep using a project management app. But if you have just small processes around customer support now with the small improvement we plan to ship on those tasks, well, maybe you can ditch those other products and just use Missive most of the time. So I'll say analytics task plus all the little small things that, yeah, I don't even remember, but that they're come on a weekly basis. And I have two things to, to add to these two <laughs> things. Analytics. Great. Okay, good. We all love KPIs as long they are not like watermelons on the outside green and the inside red. Yeah, well, that's but why we never did know. it. <laughs> it's hard to do. But, yeah, it's hard to do. That's the thing. You always have to see the big picture yeah. and take into consideration really so good much point. more. But what I want to add there, I would love even more than you adding a dashboard or something, a missive, to give a easier to access API integrations with external tools that you work with external partners like Databox, Clipfolio or other dashboard companies and integrate with them. And then it, it would be so much more powerful. I think that's still so underestimated because don't, not many people know that's possible. And this sounds to me like, of course, people reach out to you, ask you for analytics because they don't know better. I always look for integrations. If you look at Todoist, it's just a simple task list still, but the power in Todoist is the integration with all the other tools. 
So I can have it, I can synchronize two-way my ClickUp task into Todoist and vice versa. I have two-way synchronizations in Google Calendar. And the same is for Missive. So that's one thing, but the same for tasks as well. So we have a new verified partner as well called Unito. They two-way synchronize CRMs or mainly project managers as well, like ClickUp with Notion and, and others. So if you appear there like an integration and I can set up easily in automation that I say, okay, whenever I assign a task in here, it will be also assigned in my major single source of truth. This would be much more powerful. And I think you would help a lot more people than well, building a really another information silo there, right? No, but that's that's actually a really good point. But our tasks right now are so simple that if you synchronize in the other way, they'll be too dumb, right? So we don't have due dates or really basic <laughs> things that you would expect from the task, right? So that's the thing we want to fix. And, but it does make a lot of sense to be able to sync them, like you said, through a, a tool built for it, right? So missive comments become the interface to create them when you're in your conversation, internal, external communication mindset. Yeah. It syncs automatically. And we already have integrations with, with ClickUp and- Yeah, yeah, and it's actually very good. I mean, that yep. was one of the things that we talked about in the instantly published an update. But the integration is very good. So I even can make these dumb tasks that you mentioned there. I can connect it to an actual ClickUp task or that's already there. But uh, it reminds me on the conversation with the founder of Unito, where we talked about why do people try to build their own native integrations with other tools? Because you have to manage these APIs as well, right? If you add ClickUp and people ask now, why ClickUp? Why not Asana and all the other tools? Why don't you? You know this as a developer. You have to get back. If they make changes in API, you have to handle this. So instead, you could take give this over to tools like Unito and they just connected two other tools again. So you're just providing the right API standards that is easy for others to use. And then they can connect it with any other tool. And the, the, I think the whole mindset, not only Missive, I mean, in general, I should change there, that it's it's their own company using these two-way yeah. synchronizations or building them for yeah. you. And, and we, yeah. yeah, we we built one. I don't remember the name, but it was really cool. It was a, a tool that was just basically syncing, syncing contacts, right? You know how you have contacts in every app now and you would like them to be synced all the way, every way. And it's not the case, right? And yeah. we so we had an integration with them, but they were bought but then the, the the project was shut down so so we stopped and well, we developed our own syncing with gmail and outlook so basically now because every apps integrates with either gmail and outlook to sync if we integrate with those two sources at least now you can then source back to those other products using either gmail or outlook so we kind of fixed the problem with that mindset but uh, yeah for, for tasks cool. and for many other aspects of the application it would be nice if it could be be synced and Oh, you worked with PySync. Sorry? Was it PySync? Because Raphael just yeah, mentioned it. Yeah, it was PySync. Yeah, and I use PySync as well. And they were bought so by Raphael is a co-founder. is the CTO. It's my oh, CTO, right. actually. Raphael, hi, you yeah. are next. <laughs> yeah, well, Raphael is, is 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 the real intelligent man behind the application. Where is he? Why are we talking then here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the yeah, public yeah. marketing face, and but I'm not yeah, even oh, good at marketing. Oh, all right, so. all right. Well... <laughs> Looking at his image, he could also fit into the interview. So we can have still a, a follow-up with, with Raphael, yeah. but it was awesome talking to you, Phil. Yeah, PySync was bought by HubSpot and then everything is shut down. So it isn't helpful. And to me, and, it made, and made no right. sense to shut this down because oh, it, was... it was just a brilliant idea. I mean, they were, yeah. they were probably making 
so much money yeah. it's like why did you sell they were also like very expensive i was actually using yeah. pricing synchronized active campaign with intercom so i have the tags everything synchronized and then suddenly poof <laughs> and i thought yeah, it's crazy it was already so expensive but i didn't find another alternative that was so reliable and then well i guess upspot's to gonna buy them all the alternative and they're just gonna shut it down now. if they did because they saw this as a threat a, a threat to their business like if if our small business can move their contact to other platforms that was probably too much of a problem for them because they want to manage all of your data in all of their own products so it's i guess that's why they buy and shut the product down else i don't see why it doesn't make sense yeah it's strange I have one more question. I'm, I'm aware of the time, but this is just a burning question. CRM, we talked about Intercom as well and so on. Obviously, Intercom is a fully-fledged CRM where I have contacts and the order context to my contacts. I don't have this emissive, right? I don't have a, a, a contact card or item where I have all the information about this person. I mean, I could search for this person and I see all the emails that we had before. But additional information like tagging and other integrations with external pages, that's not something Missive provides. Is this a direction you are planning to go as well? Maybe, but I'd say it, it'd probably be more about integrating with other products that do have that information or data. And I think that's, that would provide more values to our customers to be able, let's say they use Notion. We don't have a Notion integration, but let's say they use Notion as a way to keep data about their customer. Well, if we had a Notion integration, that would be really awesome, right? Because they do love Notion. They don't want to leave Notion. And in yeah. our case, we do have contact cards. They're basic, but I mean, they, they're, they're as basic, let's say, as Gmail contacts, right? So yeah. you can have Gmail contacts that are approximately the same. So it's definitely not CRM level. But yeah, I would say in our case, it would probably be integration. And we do have a really good one with Pipedrive. And this morning I was improving it. So I was really excited about this one. But yeah, integration to fix that problem. How does this work, work with Pipedrive then? Mainly a bit like ClickUp in the sense that you have your conversation. And so let's say you receive a new email. So it, it can be either a contact you already had some information in Pipedrive pipe or not. So you can either create a new contact or search for an existing contact. And then you simply link the conversation and mostly the email address from the, the, the person sending you an email to the contact in Pipedrive. So now anytime that person sends you an email and missive, you have the Pipedrive data and all the deals. And then you That's can right. create deals directly in missive, change the data around that deal. So the integration with missive is actually quite powerful and nice. But active campaign is not integrated yet, right? No, 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 not yet. All right. Okay. So I have to switch to pipe drive then. <laughs> <laughs> Why does pipe drive keep appearing is, on my is, screen? Is, I don't I think know. Pipe drive is based in Estonia or something like that. Or is it German? Or I think it's actually Europe. Sure. I always come back them. to They're really friendly. Yeah. You should have them on your on your podcast. They're really friendly. I'm sure they would say yes. All right. Okay, that's good to know. Let's see if they can convince me. I always get back to Active Campaign just for the automations. Everything right. else is quality. So yeah, well. Phil, but this is something for another discussion. I'm really excited that you've been on the show. Thank you very much for these insights. Uh I'm, I'm sure I will do a video about Missive uh, once I, I used it enough. And then I'm sure we have another follow-up where we talk about the future of Missive. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Well, th well thanks, Tom, for the opportunity. And to all, everyone that, that tuned in or will tune in at some point, go and try it. 
go and try Missive. Even if you haven't heard of it before, it's it's really polished and it's it's a really really nice product. And uh, try it, and I'm sure you you'll be convinced. If you're not, just attend one of my webinar, and I'll convince you. I can certainly confirm this. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Python. Bye.